Welcome to Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. Sorry for making this episode a bit late, guys. I forgot to record one last night, so we are recording it a bit late. But for my five listeners that I have out there, you probably are not that concerned about it. A verse of the day comes from Proverbs 11.14. Uh, and this is the English Standard Version, by the way. There is no guidance. Where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. And this directly plays into what I am going to discuss today. Um, however, before we get into the main topic, I just thought of this, actually. Uh, here in Utah, there is a well-known LDS apologist, you may call him, named Kwaku L. He has been on Sean McCranny's show, Heart of the Matter, so I encourage you to go check out that episode. And QQL has been having a lot of criticism lately from fellow LD members of the LDS Church, from people here in the state of Utah, and even people across the country. And he has this organization called Young and Dumb, I believe. And they are defying COVID-19 uh, guidelines. There's not a lockdown in Provo anymore, which is just south of where I live, about 20 minutes. Uh, there, there's no lockdowns, but there I'm sure there are restrictions. And he is openly defying these and having parties of hundreds of people. And he makes the argument that if we continue that the lockdowns are, a, I guess you can say, something, a political scandal in a way, if I were to describe it the best. I'm trying to look up his particular post about it, and I sh probably should have done this before I started the show, but it always ends up that I pull I pull things up last minute. So, Kwaku L, boom, and then... It says, call to action, quarantine the Utah elderly, high-risk, and medium-risk individuals. The state government should provide those individuals with stimulus checks that will keep them afloat for the next three months. Reopen all facilities. The young, the healthy young will want, will catch COVID, whether slowly at a flattened curve or quickly at a spike. Let them get it, beat it easily, and grow herd immunity while the at-risk are quarantined. As classes will fully go remote, BYU and UVU should work with Provo City and Orem City to create more jobs for struggling students. This will keep students in the Utah Valley working as opposed to sending COVID-19 positive students home, which will infect the rest of the Mountain West states, as well as harm the economy of Provo slash Orem. So let's break this down a sec. The first part, I generally agree with. The first slide, you quarantine the elderly, the, the at-risk people. Because to them, COVID-19 is a very serious threat. Now, the next slide, I have some disagreements. Reopen all facilities. It, that is a very vague statement. If we are saying we can reopen facilities as long as there's social distancing, as long as there's mask mandates then sure. 
But that's not what Kwaku is saying. He is saying in normalcy, open up all facilities. At least that's what I believe he's saying. That's the message that I'm being communicated. He doesn't listen to this podcast. So if he ends up listening to this episode one day, I encourage him to correct me if I'm wrong. The the healthy young will catch COVID, whether slowly at a flattened curve or quickly at a spike. Now, this is true. We saw with the experiment of Sweden, there was a high death rate at first because they failed to protect the elderly, the nursing homes, etc. Saw this in New York State and several other uh, states in the United States as well. Um, but then, after they achieved some level of herd immunity, the curve flattened. The death rates tumbled. And Sweden seems to be doing all right. I haven't checked their numbers recently, so it may have changed. Let them get it, beat it easily. Okay, if only it was that simple. For the vast majority of us, this will be the case. For me, I have no underlying health conditions. I'm generally healthy. So the the risk that this virus poses to me is very minimal. However, there is adverse side effects that can be very serious. And they are rare, but they are very serious. The problem is, is that if... COVID-19, which is a highly transmissible disease, spreads to to the hundreds of thousands of people that live in the Salt Lake Valley and the hundreds of thousands of people that live uh, in Utah Valley, where Kwaku lives. How many people are going to get hospitalized? How are the hospitals going to be able to handle this? And this is really the important fact of the matter. Um, and there is not necessarily a guarantee that herd immunity could be achieved. It is likely, but there is some scientific evidence to support. Well, uh, there have been some people that have gotten infected twice. But the fact of the matter is he, he is right in a way to where we all are eventually going to get this unless a vaccine comes out soon. Uh, I'm doing in-person school right now. And things were going very well for the first three weeks. And then last week, things started to get a little shaky. This week, some schools are closing down. Mine is still open. And I went today, and half of my math class was missing. Because someone in my class tested positive. The people around them had to get quarantined. Just one row away from where I live. That close. But the fact of the matter is, we're likely going to get it. And hope and pray to God, we will all likely get through it. But the way we are going right now, in my opinion, is unsustainable. The federal government does not have the money nor the resources to even take care of this. And, And this is where we get into the connection between the verse of the day and what I'm going to talk about now. I'm going to read it to you again. It's Proverbs 11:14, Where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in, a, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. All right. Our federal government is very dysfunctional right now. And it's not just because of the Republicans. It's not just because of the Democrats. It's because we have been 
become so politically divided that we refuse to give each other what would seemingly be a political victory. That's really what it is. The other side doesn't even want to take a chance at helping each other because it shouldn't be about helping someone politically. It should be about the benefits of the people that they serve. But we partake in this. We want the other party to fail. When President Obama got elected, many people on the right hoped he failed. And if Joe Biden gets elected this time, the same thing will occur. When President Trump got elected, many people hoped he failed. Why is this? The division in this country is reaching an unsustainable point to where we, we question each other's intents based on who we support. I just saw an Instagram post before I did this episode where it said, uh, if you vote for Trump, you're actively participating in violence against the LGBTQ community, which is 100% false. It is false. As a factual statement. Now, I I tell you guys all the time, just to uh, tell you my biases, I am conservative. So likewise, I have a bias towards this view. But on a factual matter, voting for Trump is not promoting violence of any kind towards the LGBTQ community. What does a vote do? You support the man's agenda. President Trump is the first uh, pro-LGBTQ president when he first ran. Now, Obama will be the first in his entire presidency. But remember, you could go and look at the clips of 2008 of Joe Biden and President Obama in the debates. They were uh, very much uh, supporters of traditional marriage. They would say something very similar to what I would say right now. But then as the country shifted, their views shifted. Now, that's not considered violence, but President Trump's is. And and issues like these flip-flop. Voting for Joe Biden is voting for socialism. All right, we can take this. Would he move us in a more socialist direction? Of course. Closer to that. That's a factual statement. But is he a socialist? No. He's not. Now, you can make the argument, it could be your opinion, that he's going to get pushed around by socialists like Ocasio-Cortez, Omar, Bernie Sanders, etc. You can make this case. But it's not a factual statement. In order to have any reasonable discussions with someone on political views, religious views, on on view, views in general, we have to rely on the basis of fact. If we do not rely on the basis of fact, then our arguments are futile. Our conversations are needless. Because... If we continue to have conversations without any factual background, with just um, just passionate opinions, we will get nowhere, and we will seek to, defi- the, to divide ourselves even more. And this is a very scary thing about the political situation. 
Fake news on social media spread six times faster than real news. And that's very scary because fake because the news has a very powerful effect on our minds and our views of the world. If we lie about the facts, if we control our sources of information to the point to where we are subjected to only one worldview, we will cease to exist as a country. If you were to just listen to the Young Turks, you would get a a very far left view. If you were just to listen to Breitbart or the Daily Wire, you would get uh, a very conservative view. When really, in moderation, you should listen to both. Or listen to more mainstream media, which also tends to lean left, but not as far as the Young Turks. I hope you get the point I am attempting to make with you, the audience. This is very, very important. Good discussions, helpful discussions, are a very rare occurrence these days. Trust me, I talk a lot. That's all I do is talk. I'm very, very good at it. If we are ever to heal the divisions in this country, we must unite. Um, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Common Sense Christianity. Um, if this is your last chance to sign up to participate in the episode next week, no one has. So either DM me on Instagram at Common Sense Christianity or email me at Common Sense Christianity Podcast at gmail.com. Until Sunday, I believe. Yes, and Sunday's our next episode. I'm Ethan Foster here with Common Sense Christianity.